I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And welcome, Hawkeye fans, for third edition of the Hawkeye Nation Prospect Podcast. Um, I was thinking about opening up these podcasts with uh, the re- recommendations we heard from Coach Ferentz earlier this week, Iowa football coach Kirk Ferentz, telling all of us to uh, three things. Practice social distancing, wash your hands, and cough into the crease of your elbow. And I think that's great advice for everybody out there. So if you could listen to the, the captain, that would be much appreciated and be safe out there. Um, I'd like to welcome in today on the Prospect Podcast, Jay Higgins, linebacker from Indianapolis, uh, member of the 2021 Hawkeye class. How you doing today, Jay? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. How is, uh, How's this thing changed, uh, this virus and, and what goes with it kind of changed your day to day? Oh, well, first we were still playing basketball in the playoffs and, uh, they ended, they ended our season. So that's how I was affected at the beginning. And now they're saying don't leave your house. So it's kind of been hard working out, finding weight rooms, but nevertheless, we'll, I always find a place to get better and get on the field and get some cones and continue to do some drill work. Right on. Yeah, I know. I read a story today that uh, Coach Doyle's kind of reached out to some of the guys on the team and sent them some recommendations on how to uh, train a little bit. Have you guys gotten any of that? Uh, I don't think any of the recruits have, but we've been keeping each other accountable in the group chat, making uh-huh. sure, you know, we don't start taking days off. Okay, that's cool. How do you do that? Just kind of check in on each other? Yeah, um, so we'll we'll send text messages to this guys saying what they did for the day. And some guys get up earlier than others, and some guys like to do their workouts late. Cool. Well, that's good that you guys kind of watch out for each other, and that's a good way to kind of get the get the, continue the bond, I guess, because I know I'm talking to some other guys in your class. Uh, seems like you guys have a pretty good bond as it in, is with the group text. Would you uh, would you concur with that? Yes, sir. Uh, we definitely have a, a strong identity already. Uh, we all know, like, we want to get at the Iowa. We want to start playing early. We want to change the culture. We want to win big games and. Uh, it's just been, it's been fun talking with the guys every day, just getting to know people that you never talked to before, but 
in a couple of months, you'll be wearing the same color jersey, you know, competing with each other. And I did this podcast last week with Deontay Craig, who tells me you guys have been friends for a long time and you're going to be roommates. How, 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 I guess, comforting is it in a way to, to although you, you're meeting a lot of new people and you want to, you know, broaden your horizons a little bit, that you have somebody that you're familiar with? Yeah, you know, uh, we've, we've, this is our first process, you know, first time being recruited, going to a college. So, you know, it'll be new for both of us, but I feel like together we'll be able to, We'll be able to uh, manage through it, just being from the same uh, state and things like that, and knowing each other will help the the struggling process of being a freshman, you know, playing college football. Have you guys ever played one-on-one in basketball? Oh, yes, we have. Who yes, wins? I will win every time. <laughs> every single time. He's going to hear this, so if you're not telling the truth, I, he's going to tell I hope he well. does. I hope he does. <laughs> And congratulations, you were named your conference's basketball player of the year. That had to be pretty, uh, pretty, um, uh, a proud moment for you and your family. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, basketball in Indiana, it's, it's a different, it's a different monster. And, uh, I live in Marion County. And so that's basically where like all the, all the big time schools are. And it was just an honor, you know, uh, getting that award. And, being a football player that also loves the game of basketball, like it felt good to be recognized for some of my accomplishments, even though my basketball skills don't really see the light of day sometimes. <laughs> you're a pretty good. You're a pretty good sized guy. Um, anybody step in and take charges on you? Oh no, I, <laughs> and they they try and they try to flop, and you know it depend depending on the ref. Sometimes the refs are on my side. Sometimes they feel bad for the kids, but I, I know how to work my way around it. On a on a more serious note, um, you, you talked about you guys were you know still playing and, and going for a championship, and to have that kind of pulled out from under you is that have you kind of come to grips with that yet, or is it still kind of sinking in? Uh, it was a very surreal moment. Um, I wasn't really expecting it to happen when they told us that our season might be canceled due to the virus. We were all just like, okay, okay. They're being, you know, they're just being cautious. But when the coach actually told us it happened, it was just a different feeling for the seniors. And it it felt different than actually playing that last game and then losing or winning it all. But just being told, from a from a call from the coach saying there's nothing we can really do about it, you know it was just a little different. Yeah, yeah, and I, I know a lot of people around around the your state and around the country kind of had to deal with that, and it's it's unfortunate. Did um, so was basketball your number one? You know, initially when you started playing sports, was it basketball and football? Was it something else? Uh, so it was basketball and football. But due to, like, basketball having an AAU, I mm. found myself playing basketball way more often than football. Um, but then when when high school – well, when middle school came around and I, I got up to about 220 <laughs> and the line, the line my middle school coach put me at linebacker for the first time, and I, knew, I knew football was, like, where I was going to be successful at and where I could see myself in the future. So in high school, I really honed in on being a football player that played basketball to like stay in, stay in shape and such. 
Did you do the little league thing too? Did you play baseball? And- uh, I just stick. I just stick to basketball, and football. Okay. Any track? Any other sports? Uh, so in high school, I did some track. Uh, well, I was going to do track again this year, but they canceled that season. But I did track freshman through junior year, I guess, just for like speed training and things like that. Gotcha. What events did you participate in? Uh, I did the 100, the 200, uh, like all quick, quick uh, burst things, fast twitch muscles. Gotcha. I tried the 400 once in middle school, and <laughs> that's when I figured out that's a different animal. Yeah, that is a whole another whole ball game. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when did you start playing competitive sports, and did you kind of did you stand out pretty early on? Um, so I started with peewee flag football. Uh, I was actually the quarterback, and this was this was all when everyone was the same size. So uh, I played quarterback. Then I eventually got out of peewee, and I want to say the what what's the earliest age for tackle football? I can't really remember. Yeah, it's different for different states. Sometimes it's like. You know, sixth, fifth, sixth grade. Sometimes it's junior high. It varies from state to state, I think, but somewhere in that age group. Yeah, I want to. I want to say probably around like fourth grade. Uh, I started playing tackle football, and then I realized like I was like I was just advanced for my grade. So my dad moved me a grade up, and uh, from there I started playing. I always started playing a year up from my actual age. So when I got to middle school, I actually played football against kids my age. It was, it was kind of, you know, it gave me a advantage over everyone else. And you, then when did you start picking up uh, AAU basketball? How old were you when you started doing that? Uh, that was probably first, no, kindergarten, actually. Wow. Yeah, I started playing AAU for George Hill Rising Stars. Yeah. Uh, he plays for Milwaukee Bucks now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that started in kindergarten. And then we added Deontay. Well, first we played Deontay, and I looked at my coach, and I was like, that kid's good. <laughs> and from there, he was, he's was he been on my team ever since I can remember. Do you remember when, when that around when that was, well, how old you guys were? Well, we might have been in the third to fourth grade. Okay. We played at uh, Spieth Fieldhouse. Gotcha. Yeah. He was he was still big and solid back then too. <laughs> Same kid. Um, so when you got to uh, when you got to high school, um, was there a point where you started to think, well, maybe maybe we have something here. Maybe I can play at the college level. Was there a, a, a maybe a period of time or a moment in time where where that became a you know became a goal or became a you know a, a possibility for you? Yeah. Um. So going into high school. I had this dream of playing college football, and I, I told myself, like, if I work hard, uh, like, I'll, I'll have the opportunity to go play Division One. And I, I go to Brebuff Jesuit, which is, like, a 3A school, and Indiana football goes to 6A. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a smaller school. Um, and, like, people are really – they're questioning why I would choose such a smaller school if I want to accomplish the things I wanted to accomplish. And – I just knew if I worked hard, I would have the opportunity to go play anywhere. And freshman year came around, and I had 17 tackles, and I like I only got in on third and longs, and that really woke me up. And I realized like just because I wanted to go play 
on the next level doesn't mean it's going to happen. I really have to put in the, the work for, you know, for it to happen. So sophomore year, I break out with 159 tackles. And then that's kind of when I realized, all right, like I can do this. Like I did, I really need to commit to my craft and perfecting it. What happened, Jay, between that, that – I know you kind of woke up, you said, between freshman and sophomore year, but just in terms of developing as a football player, what, how did you get better in that regard? Um, so in middle school, like, I was, I was an eighth grader, and I realized I was the strongest one out there. And freshman year, I realized I might be the weakest kid on the field right now. And understanding that, like, yeah, there was muscle development from freshman to sophomore year, but I still wasn't the strongest kid on the field. And I understood using techniques and watching film and just like tips that would help me, uh, like understanding angles and things of that nature. I really matured on the field and so did my skill set because of that. And that's how I feel like I made that, that larger jump. I gotcha. So is that when um, colleges started to take notice after that sophomore year? Yes, sir. It was uh, sophomore year, I believe. I believe I got my first offer either sophomore year or junior year. I feel like it was sophomore year from Ball State. Um, we made we made a state run. Yeah, it was sophomore year. We we went to state. Uh, I had a really good senior class that I was playing with, and we went to state. And um, after that season, I started hearing some calls and. Coaches started coming in the school to see me. What was that like? I mean, what was it like to to get you know that's your goal, as you said, you know, coming from junior high to high school to 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 you know garner that attention and get people to to notice you and, and hopefully play at the next level. What's it like when that happens? Um, so re- the recruiting process, like like I was told a thousand times from my high school coach that. It may seem glamorous on the outside, but it's really, <laughs> it's really a juggernaut for the person involved. And, you know, just being, being a sophomore, getting pulled out of class for coaches every other class period, like to the outside to my classmates, classmates that may look really interesting and fun, but it was just hard managing who, what night I would call what coach and, what I would have to tell what coach to let them know that I'm interested and what weekend I would go to what school to make sure he, he, they wouldn't pull the offer to show that I'm not interested and things like that. And that, that was really the hardest part is, you know, getting around the school to school. So when did, uh, I know Iowa made contact pretty early and then you guys kind of built a relationship leading up to the offer. Um, Take us back through that time and kind of from when you first heard from Iowa and then how the relationship built from there up to the point where you got an offer. Um, so I went to, well, Coach Bell reached out and invited me to the junior day as a sophomore. And I went up there for the junior day, uh, introduced, got introduced to Coach Wallace, you know, nothing major, you know, just really getting me on his radar. Um, and I, I, told my family like I really I really liked that school like that was my that was my top visit at the time and I I really liked that school so then coach Bell told me to come to camp so I think I I came to camp my junior year 
and I, I made a name for myself. Uh, I was I was low on Coach Wallace's radar, but he still knew about me. You know, I just stayed, kept my head down, went to work. Um, and Coach Bell said, we'll keep watching you for this junior season and see how things go. And I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Coach Wallace saw my junior take, really got interested in me, saw how I made a name for myself during the during the camp. And he continued to talk to me during out the process. And then um, after my junior season, he told me that he, they're going to take one linebacker for the 2020 class. And he was looking at a couple of guys, and I was one of those guys on the list. So then he said um, that he's gonna, he was going to work us out. So Coach Wallace came to Burbuff, uh, and I had like a personal workout. And then he said he'll give me a call in a week and see, and he'll tell me what exactly is going on. And out of that, out of that workout, uh, and me being in the group of linebackers that he saw work out, he offered me that, he offered me that next week. And that's how I got the offer. Yeah. I mean, I followed that along. I remember when you camped, you know, after your sophomore year and kind of, we're working for that. It, it's got to feel good to you. I mean, you really earned that offer. You, I mean, you let them know that you like the school and then you went out and had a season that showed them that you were somebody that they wanted. That had to make you proud that you were able to earn it that way. Yes, sir. Um, and like, uh, the fact that I, the fact that Coach Wallace came in and he was honest with me and said we're only going to take one, I knew, I knew what was on the line during the workout, and I knew if I was good enough during the workout, I would get the offer, and if I wasn't, I wasn't going to get the offer, and um, that just gave me motivation to go hard and every every rep while he was watching me. What was the workout like, Jay? What did he What did he run you through? Uh, honestly, he just walked on the field. And my linebacker coach already had some drills set up for me. Um, and we just did some, we just got some drills off from the, the combine, you know, the mm -hmm. workouts the linebackers go through, uh, opening hips, you know, um, going through the backs, going over the backs and, you know, making, making plays on the ball and the balls in the air and things like that. Gotcha. Um, and then it wasn't long after they offered that you committed, correct? Correct. Uh, so after they offered, uh, Coach Bell told me to keep my my schedule open for the for the official visit. And knowing that Deontay had the offer, I knew we were going to take the same the same official visit. So uh, I made sure to keep my schedule open for that. And on my second day on the official visit. I was in Coach Ferentz's office, and I uh, committed. And then you went to work on Deontay? 
Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because Deontay, uh, he had his top two, and he was like, he was really taking his time, um, you know, choosing where he wanted to commit. And I, I told him, I was like, everybody wants to play at Iowa. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there, there's a lot of DNs that uh, wanted to commit. And I understood that Coach Bell had to take – he had to honor who committed first. He couldn't take everyone who said they wanted to play. Mm-hmm. So I was really just trying to uh, speed up his process before it was too late. What was that like in Coach Ferentz's offer and letting him know that you were going to be a Hawkeye and just kind of realizing a, a dream you had from a time you were young? Um, so we we sat we sat in his his office living room area, if you'll call it. He was was he drinking coffee? Uh, no, I don't think so. Don't think so. <laughs> That's an upset then. <laughs> <laughs> um, he sat across from us and he told me there was no pressure, but they were ready to have me when I was ready to uh, commit. And I told him that I was actually ready to commit on the spot. And he told the coaching staff when everyone came and ran uh, in the hallway and we took pictures and things like that. And kind of what's it been like since you committed, just in terms of, you know, continuing to to build a relationship with Coach Wallace and Coach Ferentz and Coach Bell and members of of this recruiting class and even guys you may know on the current team? Um, So I call Coach Wallace uh, once, once every week. And we just do, we just talk about, sometimes we talk about football. Sometimes we talk about things away from football. But I just try to pick his brain, you know, talk about the defense and schemes or why we do certain things and um, what, what, like, what could happen if the offense came out in this and, like, really start understanding the Iowa defense, even though I'm still back in Indianapolis. Um, and then with the team, just knowing that I'll be able to play with some some great guys, some talented individuals, and it just it keeps me motivated to go hard every day, work hard, and just because I'm committed, that that means I should you know start start working even harder. Jay, what has Coach Wallace said in terms of what he envisions you, you know, how he envisions you fitting into the linebacker group? Uh, he sees me as a Mike and Will. Um, and he said the difference between playing Mike and Will is just your communication. Mm-hmm. And the first day you walk into the linebacker um, meeting room, just seeing if, you, if you're uh, Mike or Will by your presence in the room and things like that. Do you have – or do you, in your mind, do you feel like you'd be more comfortable at one or the other? Or do you feel like um, it's something, you know, something that time will tell? Uh, I think some, some that time would tell, uh, as I watch, like, as I watch film and Iowa defense and watching the linebackers there that were there last season, I can see myself in both positions, which is, which is, uh, pretty fun for me. Like, I see no problem with playing the Mike or the Will. What's your, what's your height and weight now? And, and what do you feel like you can, you know, where do you feel like you can get to? Uh, so depending on who you ask, <laughs> I say, I say, I'm I'm about six one, six two. I'm two fifteen right now. Um, they said they want me to come in at two ten, and I, I see myself playing around like two thirty five, uh, two thirty five, two forty. Like if my senior, my junior senior year. 
It reminds me, yeah, that that kind of reminds me a little bit of Jaimon. You seem like you're kind of in that same kind of size as him. I could be off on that though. Yeah, I watch I watch a lot of his tape and uh, just see how he plays that will position. Very experienced linebacker. Yeah. Um. How uh how how important is, has your family been in all of this? Uh, my my uh, family's important to me, and I I respect their decision a lot. I know they tell me that uh, it all it all depends on where I want to go, but I also would like I like having their approval on the school that I chose. And my dad, he's a ever since I committed, he's becoming a big uh, <laughs> Iowa fan. I don't know if you follow him on his. Oh Twitter. yeah, I see him on the social media. Yeah, but he <laughs> he's he's a very happy man right now. <laughs> and. Uh, did he consult you before getting the cowboy boots, or did he just go out he, and do that? He did not consult anyone in the house, neither me or my mom. <laughs> <laughs> and we we yet to know the price range on the boots. That has yet to be <laughs> found out. So, And for any of you folks listening, you can find uh, Roy Higgins on social media, and you'll be able to see pictures of the boots. And who knows? He may be starting a trend here. I, I yeah. mean, he, he may start his own line of cowboy boots, Hawkeye cowboy boots. Yeah, he. We we are a very country family that lives in the city of Indianapolis, so <laughs> Iowa. Is, he he he's really at home there. What what did your family like about Iowa? What was um, you know what 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 were some of the traits of Iowa uh, you know as a university and as a football program that that your your parents appreciated? Um, as a university. The family atmosphere was preached. Um, on the official visit, I saw how big my mom's eyes was when we were just walking around the schools, talking to people. Um, and that family atmosphere is really big for her, just, you know, having me so five hours away from home so that she can feel comfortable with, uh, with me, you know, away for school. And for a football standpoint, uh, with Iowa being such such known for their development of players, that was really a big piece for me. Um, just like following the stories of like uh, Geno Stone and like how he was a three star and he had all MAC offers and things like that. Now he's in the draft and he's mm-hmm. pro- projected to get drafted. It's just it's really like fun to see guys like that who I really like I compare with you know, recruiting wise that like they'll, they'll develop me into a great football player. I know academics report are, are important to you. Um, what, um, what are you, uh, hoping to major in? Have, have you picked a major yet in college? Uh, I've, I plan on majoring in animal science. Uh, I always had a love for animals since I was little and, uh, I really just wanted to make, one of the biggest challenges when in my recruiting process was finding a school that did actually have that major, which was kind of challenging. And what, where does that lead? Is that like a veterinarian? Uh, I could take that path and I, I could do research. Uh, I could, you know, go out in the field and things like that mm-hmm. on reserves. I really don't know yet. Um, like just depending on what, path I take and just understanding like how many more years of school that would take, you know, after I get my, my, uh, degree. 
Um, what are what are some of your goals, like short term for your freshman year, and then maybe long term uh, for your career at Iowa? Uh, short term would just be, you know, understanding that I'll be at the bottom of the depth chart day one, you know, and not not finishing there is my my biggest goal, and uh, just keep working my way up week by week, month by month. Um, you know, and eventually maybe late in the season, early in the season, making the travel list. Uh, I think that's probably one of my biggest goals for freshman year, if not getting on the field. Um, but long-term goals, just being just being a good defensive player at Iowa, which is, you know, that will hold great value. And understanding if I'm a good football player at Iowa, uh, that will give me a chance to – play in the National Football League and go to the draft and, you know, coming back to Indianapolis for the NFL draft will really be a a movie, you know. Yeah, that would, that'd be a heck of a story. Um, kind of away from football, what do you do to kind of chill, unwind, get away from it, you know, kind of calm down? Uh, I love going fishing. Uh, every, so after football, every Saturday morning, well, you know, high school, we play on Friday. So uh, every Saturday morning, I would go fishing before I watch the Hawkeyes play. And fishing, like, that's really my biggest hobby. At, like, that's my favorite pastime. If I'm not playing football, I'm fishing. What do you fish for? What kind of fishing you like? Uh, I go for bass, you know, uh, anything in a pond that I can get to in the area. But I really love fishing for bass. How how easy is that to access being in Indianapolis? Uh, we got we got some neighborhood ponds, you know. You okay. gotta watch out for the no fishing signs, but <laughs> sometimes those are the those are the ones that pay off. So <laughs> <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, what um, what type of uh, you know, I guess arts or cultural things are you into? Do you do you read? Do you like movies? Um, you know things like that. Uh, I love I love action movies. Um, we've been in quarantine right now, and yeah, if I have a lot of free time in my hands. Uh, I love anything action. I watched 007 about ten times. I watched John Wick about ten times. <laughs> um, you know, I just like I like listening to music, talking to friends. You know, just being a normal kid sometimes. Yeah, I feel you. Um, what's your go-to foods? Go-to foods. Uh, I've been on this diet now for about two months, uh, and grilled chicken's really in for me right now. That's, grilled chicken? Yeah, I, I can cook. I can cook grilled chicken really good. Is that because you're on this diet? If you weren't on the diet, what would you be going to? Pizza? If, yes, uh, <laughs> probably some probably Papa John's. You know, <laughs> if I wasn't on the diet. <laughs> Um, well, that's a lot of red meat, you know, burgers and stuff like that. I feel you. So you say you're at 215 and they want you to come in at 210? Yeah. Yeah, you don't. That's not that. You'll be able to do that in your sleep. Yeah, that's easy. And when do you report, Jay? Uh, well, I was supposed to report the second week of June, but with the virus, I got a call from Coach Wallace actually two days ago, and like he. I'm still scheduled to come in for second week of June, but it might be pushed back. Uh, yeah. I don't know yet. 
Yeah, well, hopefully all the folks out there, everybody listening to this podcast, if you want college football, listen to the doctors and the scientists that are recommending that the social distancing so we can – I can't even imagine not having college football, Jay. Yeah, and not playing, not playing in Kinnick with a full stadium, that would be a big – a big letdown because that's a huge recruiting problem. Kick yep. at night—that that was beautiful. Yep, we can do this. We'll make it happen. You know that. Yes, sir. I believe in us. Well, Jay, um, I really—I I had a feeling I would enjoy this one, and I really did. And I appreciate you taking the time to join us and stay well and health. Good health to you and yours. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right, and we will see you when you get up here. Yes, sir. Thanks to everybody for listening, and uh, we'll be back with a, a new Hawkeye Nation pro- po- yeah, I can say that. <laughs> prospect podcast soon. Thank you for listening.